Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hey guys, you're listening to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen, not the movie geek. I'm the one who married him. The movie geek here is Justin Winters. Say hello to the nice people, Justin. Hi guys. Hey. What up? Well, lots is up. Lots. Lots is up. It's been an eventful few weeks in our household and nay, our whole lives around the country. Don't you think? Definitely. Most deaf. Yeah. Like. Like what? Well, let's talk about what's happening in the country because I think they care more about that than what's happening in our personal lives. Uh, it's Fourth of July weekend. We we made it to uh, the Fourth of July without maxing out hospitals with COVID, so that's good. There was fireworks everywhere last night. Cute, but probably not so good because a lot of trees caught on fire. But it turns out that our dog was fine with it. We didn't know because we haven't had her um, for a 4th of July before. And she was good. All in all, a decent holiday, though we did stay home. Do you think everyone else stayed home? Uh, I don't think so. Not according to the news. No. Oh, what did you hear in the news? Everyone was out. (laughs) Everyone but us. Just like that? Everyone. Yeah. Airports are chaos in airports. You know, yeah, the roads are non-functioning. Oh, you know, no bueno. People don't know what to do. Dogs and cats living together. Wait, what? (laughs) Dogs and cats living together? No, it was okay. Yeah, it was fine. But but we got here. I think that was my whole thing. Was that like we got here without the apocalypse that if you would have asked me last year, like, hey, what will next year's Fourth of July look like? I would have been like, oh, I don't know. We're all dead. So we didn't die. We made it. Let's hope we make it to Labor Day. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> You're shaking your head at me. Anyway, that's what's happening in the world. But guess what's happening in our neck of the woods? <laughs> Justin. Yes. You got to have both Father's Day and your birthday. I, I did. It's like, this is my time. <laughs> I'm like, yes. acknowledge me, finally, <laughs> for a week. <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks. And you know what's funny? After two weeks. Let's week- be honest. Like, j- two days, <laughs> you know? No, two weekends. Two weekends. You're like, two week, two weeks, down to two weekends. Well, you know what's funny? I actually got in the habit of thinking about on the weekends, like, oh, it's Justin's time. So when we were doing 4th of July, I thought to myself, what will Justin want to watch? Like, what will Justin want to do? Which arguably is just being a good spouse. But in my head, I was like, hey, might be like his birthday again, and I should be ready for this. How can I think of him? You talking about yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Talking about last night? What happened last night? <laughs> I watched I watched the end of Too Hot to Handle, guys. Season oh, two yeah. of Too Hot to Handle. I thought that's what the setup was. I was like... And Justin got to watch Too Hot to Handle, the Netflix hit. No, no. The kids wanted to watch... No Sex Island, as I like to call it. The kids wanted to watch Matilda for the third time. And I said, let's ask Daddy what Daddy wants to watch. 
But then I think you were up here playing Call of Duty. So we ended up watching Matilda for the third time and then The Princess Diaries. Oh, okay. But, but we thought of you. Oh, thanks. The thought that counts. But also, I watched the end of Two Hot Handles season two. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about it. Uh, it's it's wacky, guys. That's all I have to say. I don't understand the show. I've never seen it. It's kind of like, it's trash. Yeah. But, you know, it's like the McDonald's fries of, you know, reality, t- reality TV. Like, I need that, that <laughs> Didn't one. Did you call it the McDonald's yeah. fries? I, I can't do a lot of reality TV oh, like man. at one time. I like kind of find my thing for like the month or so. Sure. Like, like it was the circle last month or whatever. It came back. And now it's too hot to handle, which if no one has ever heard of it, it's the Netflix show where they put all these hot young people on this island together and they think it's going to be like, we're just going to have sex and drink the whole time. And then this like, um, this like, <laughs> it looks like a uh what would you call it chris a uh diffuse like a <laughs> essential oil diffuser that talks <laughs> lana lana yeah. so can i ask a question since you've watched the show much more than i have what's our amazon whatever that thing A-L-E-X-A. is a l e x a yeah uh so listen i did not watch this but very often i was doing something in the background and so i could hear it a little bit right yeah and if I'm not mistaken, the narrator is the same narrator as no, the circle. No, it's a different. It's a different woman. Are you sure? It's oh, a different so woman, like... number one. But she's that's just a voiceover person. Okay. But instead of having an actual host, like a live host, it's actually them talking to a uh, like a bot, like an Amazon. <laughs> like a, it looks like a essential oil diffuser. It does. But... That lights up and it goes ding, and they come out and they look at this oil diffuser. And but the the whole thing of the show is. They get there and then they're like, "You're on too hot to handle." That's the thing about multiple seasons. Like, yes, the first season they had no idea what was going on. Right. But this season, when they're like, "You're on too hot to handle," like half people are like, "Oh man, they don't even have to like go on." Like, I've heard of this show. Now we can have sex. You know, we can't even kiss. Like, but they do. And if but if they do stuff like that, they get docked like payout money at the end. Right. So, so, but so why, why, why? So, some people get like uh, 20 second hand jobs and are docked like $8,000. $8, why? Hold on. Hold on. Why do they act as though. <laughs> it just makes me laugh just thinking about the show because they do like stupid workshops about like trying to get them. The whole, the whole crux of the show is like, you know, uh, relationships are all about sex and banging. Like, you also have to like get deep and stuff. <laughs> So Chrissy watched one of the workshops where the guys literally had to talk to their penises. Yeah, that was during, weird. During like the, you know, psych workshop that they did. So wait, can somebody explain to me that why do they treat Lana as if she is like a real person? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Because it's the only person they have to talk to. Like I said, they don't have an actual host. There's not like a Chris <laughs> Harrison. Oh, RIP. The, uh, there's not, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, there's no I, one to there, there's no one to talk to. No, this, I know, no, but the, but they were like this thing. when they're like, oh, Lana saw that. I'm I like, Lana is an essential oil diffuser in the other room. She like she didn't see shit. Do you yeah. mean production saw that? Because okay, that's fair. And then at some point they get like these armbands. Yeah, and if they're like the person that they're vibing with at the moment, they get really deep. The armbands go green, and they can like make out for thirty seconds. <laughs> 
I just want to know, like in the background, is it just like that show we used to watch Unreal where somebody's in the control room and they're like, give them the green wristband. I want to see them make out. Make all their wristbands green, you know? Like maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It could be. Possibly. Very funny though. So it's an interesting show. So everybody sounds to me like Chloe from The Circle. I know that they're not and that she was on the show. half, Half of them are like American and half of them are like... Australian or British, they have accents and stuff. So they do, but they all sound like Chloe to me. They do. They do. Every single one of them. I'm like, Chloe? Chloe? No? Okay. Anyway. It's yeah, cool. I, <laughs> that's what I did on the fourth. We also went swimming. That was fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. You took the kids. Which you means, took one for the team. Which means I'm basically like launching them across the pool. <laughs> <laughs> upside you down know, doing flips and stuff well that's the funny thing about the, I guess this is this, I was gonna say the difference between you and I but maybe it's the difference between moms and dads like I take them to the pool and we swim together for the first hour or so and then I eventually get sick of it and I get out and I just watch them you like throw them up over your head and you literally no, this is how it's them. been since I was like young like because I was always like the big guy people <laughs> like ah I'm going to climb on him, you know? <laughs> or here, launch me over there. I mean, yeah. There was that summer where I was like a, a camp counselor yeah. at UNC. Uh-huh. And like we, we swam a lot and I was always the one. Like there were other camp counselors, but there were no like six foot six camp no, counselors. No, no, there were not. I was like, get away from me, kids. Just let me live my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, our kids are just like, again, flip me over there. I'm like, well, I'm going to flip they you. Were. Flip you, you know out of the pool i I flip you on the ground no so so that was fun you know what's not fun though what is the reason why at the uh i've been feeling kind of down last couple hours oh why have you been down one of my favorite uh the director's one of my favorite movies past richard donner oh yeah i'm sorry to hear that dude uh directed the goonies yeah superman one and two um maverick Lethal Weapon, The Omen. Wasn't it how he was? He I was assume. 91. Yeah, he lived okay. a long life. Uh, but by all accounts, uh, a really solid dude. And like kind of like the Swiss Army knife of directors. Did lots of different <laughs> uh, you know, genres. That's pretty funny, actually. This did, <laughs> the did them well. <laughs> like, people are lucky enough to like find like a, a, a niche in like one genre or another, but he did a lot of them, so... This is true. Well, I'm sorry to hear that he is no longer with us, but he had a great life and the movies will live on forever. Okay. Now, before we get to our uh, our feature, which is actually a double feature that happened yes. during my birthday weekend, I want to catch up on a couple things that I've seen on the streamers. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Okay. Chrissy. Yeah. Number one. Camden and I started watching this. He watched about 20 minutes of it, and he gave up. And then I watched <laughs> the remaining of Cruella. Oh, I wanted to see that. So I'm here to say it's a solid three-star film. Three stars out of five. All right, then. Um, if you like The Devil Wears Prada, which I know Chrissy does. I do. Um, it's kind of like th- that experience grafted on this relationship in this movie between the characters played by Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. Nice. Okay. All the actors do a great job. Um, It is still kind of weird how they 
recognize that, yeah, Cruella's that one in the actual <laughs> anime film that <laughs> killed all those dogs. Uh, and the reasoning behind why she might not like Dalmatians that they do in this movie, I was just like, okay, all right, cool. So that's what I was going to ask you. Do they actually give her like a rhyme and reason as to why she is a hateful person as an adult? They they give, yes, they give a reason, main reason why she would not like Dalmatians. <laughs> but the big thing about this movie is, number one, it's super long. Right, <laughs> clearly. Um, but number two... It has this soundtrack that basically it's like one of the best uh, 60s, 70s soundtracks of all time. Sure. Wall-to-wall music during this movie. Like wall-to-wall music. So much so that as it w- kept going on, I was like, if you took this mo- music out and just like had like more of a score, yeah, would this movie be as good? And after a while, I was like, I don't think it would. Like half, Interesting. half this movie is just like the amazing, like the music supervisor or the the, the licensing for this movie must have been crazy. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Just crazy. But yeah, just wall-to-wall music, wall-to-wall music and really, really good songs and stuff. So I was like, ah, I don't know, half, just going through the movie, half of my enjoyment was like, ah, what a great song. I'll, Okay, this is choreographed well to this song almost, you know. <laughs> um, True. Outside of that, you know, all all the, the actors, and they do good work and stuff. But at the end of the day, I was just like, okay, you know. Right. Whatever, you know. So is it something that I should take time out of my busy schedule I to think watch? You, I, I think you would like it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good to know. I was on, I liked it. Three stars. All right, cool. Also three stars that you watched some of with me. Actually, I gave this three and a half stars on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The just recently released Fear Street Part 1, 1994, which is Netflix's new trilogy that they're releasing three movies over three weeks. Right. And each entry is set basically set in a different year. And this one has, 1994 has a distinct, uh, like a Stranger Things scream-like vibe okay what did you think of what you saw from what i saw it was decent but how do i put this okay i have a few things swirling in my head I'm also try to also a high uh, music music licensing budget for this when you talked about that a minute well. ago with cruella i thought of this i thought at least cruella, well, cruella had more songs but they stretched cruella stretched it over the whole movie right there, there's especially in the first third of fear street they go through like five songs in like 30 seconds like Chrissy Chrissy can I was like wow like it, I was, it was like a jukebox and just knowing how much each of those songs cost a you know license I was like okay yeah a lot that's a lot of money but true that okay so here's I have several thoughts kind of swirling at the same time about this so number one it plays nicely in a tongue-in-cheek sort of way to what I will call the scream trope you know the 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 90s movies of Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and, you know, all of those teen uh, horror movies, it, it does a good job of fitting in with that milieu in a way that somehow still feels more fresh and modern, probably because there is a central uh, LGBTQ story, which is kind of cool. And yet, for me, and this is my 
own problem. You all know what I'm going to say if you've listened to this podcast normally. I just really hate horror movies, guys. So even when it's a good horror movie, for me, it's hard to watch. Like, especially in the beginning, I'm looking at them all I'm like, what? They have a software, et cetera, in the background? How amazing. How novel. Oh, man. Do they- she fought so hard. They have to gut her on the floor like that? That's she. Oh, this is women Spoiler getting alert. it. And it's first five minutes. And I'm pissed already. And do we have to watch this now? Harumph. And I have to say, you watched maybe like, that was like the first 10 minutes of it. Yes. And what happens after that is there's not that many kills until like later on in the movie. So it's kind of like, it reminded me at at some point of like a a Buffy the Vampire Slayer type. Yes, I could see that. Thing going on. And I like that part about it. And then it would come back to the slasher part and stuff. So totally it was, you know, here and there. Um, it did have one amazing kill uh, slash sequence at a grocery store towards the end of the movie, which I liked mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. Was it really gory? Um, the one kill I like, I mean, it was kind of gory. It involved like a, um, what's it, like the turkey slicer type? Mandolin? Like mandolin type thing. Yeah. Well, all right then. Yes. Yes. Cool. But again, this is a trilogy and part one of three. Like the the one coming out next week is set in like 1978 or something like that. Like, That's what I was going to ask you. Seems like next? a Friday the 13th riff while this right. one was more of a scream riff. Um, but shout out to this movie having a, um, you know, a, uh, a relationship between two, two teen girls, which is something totally. you don't see in very much mainstream entertainment at all so to have this on netflix and, and do that like i said i at, at the time if i would have been this age like a teen now watching this show i was like ah oh, like some like this is like pg-13 you know an introduction to some more gnarlier scary stuff more so. gnarlier gnarlier you're like because she's <laughs> like oh it was already gnarly enough for me well, okay, so as far as horror goes, I keep saying, because I want to say whore like our kids do, let's talk about whores. I'm like, do you mean horror? Anyway, Horror. 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 <laughs> I, I sometimes say that. I admit that if you are, you know, if you're a fan of the genre, then it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like any of it, like ever, really. So, yeah. That's anyway. Hard. I digress. I gave it three and a half stars on, on the letterbox. I would give it three. Add me up, guys. I'm on the letterbox. Uh, also, three stars, which I just watched, is the new uh, big blockbuster acquisition that came out on Amazon called The Tomorrow War, starring Chris oh. Pratt. So this movie had now. this movie has a pretty pretty solid like introduction to a movie where. Imagine Chrissy were at a party at someone's house watching um, uh, soccer, World Cup or whatever. Everybody's excited. Okay. We're, we're, you know, drinking. And all of a sudden on the, the match or whatever, watching on TV, there's a big ball of light in the middle of the field. And some some like army people come out of the ball of light and say, we're from the future. We're fighting this war in the future. And like, guys, we're really like dying. Like... If we don't get some help back here, meaning in the future, um, human humans are done. We're extinct. We're done for. So basically, we came here. We came back in time to recruit people for this tomorrow war. Who wants to come fight? We'll take anybody. 
And that's like the cr- so, that's like okay. the start of the movie. Okay, so before anything, what's your answer to this question as we're watching World Cup and they interrupt our our viewing time just to go? They asked you, what are you going to say? No, they didn't ask him. He, they everyone was watching this on like the biggest, you know, like the Super Bowl. Like yeah, if this happened right. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 I, you're like <laughs> is somebody right responding to the TV? Or- <laughs> oh, it, oh, they broadcast the transmission through the TV. I somehow missed that. <laughs> no, and no, I thought everyone's watching the Super Bowl. Right, I get that. And like at the Super Bowl, live at the Super Bowl. That's the part I the didn't Super get. The Super Bowl was stopped. Yes, that's the part by, I didn't get. By you know, a portal in the middle of the field, and these people come come out, and they're like army people, and they're like, "Damn, we're getting our ass beat in the future. <laughs> we gotta like this is the tomorrow war. Right, right, like right. we need people now." So that's the part I didn't get. I thought it was more like signs where they the it landed like in your backyard and they were like stop watching the world cup we have a question for you <laughs> and they asked you directly and then you have to decide because they you know they landed in your cornfield i see you're already confused by this chrissy and let me just say <laughs> it doesn't get any less confusing from then on <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what? Uh, <laughs> and this wait what did i give this one I think I gave all I these. Know. These are all like solidly three star movies. I recommend <laughs> Cruella. I recommend Fear Street Part One, 1994. And I recommend The Tomorrow War. Um, is The Tomorrow War smart? No. At, at several <laughs> points in this movie, I, I thought of the happening. Literally, Chris oh, Pratt no. <laughs> plays a uh, ex-military mm-hmm. who, at the beginning of the movie, before he... Um, you know, goes to this party and sees this on the TV. Sure. Uh, he's a uh, biology teacher, high school teacher. So at one point, he's just like teaching away, like blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, I got to go into this tomorrow war. People are drafted, by the way. And then you have no choice to Ooh. go into the tomorrow war. And then you're when when they're like, okay, you've been drafted. Come to this facility. You come to this facility, and they literally like ruin your life forever. Like... <laughs> <laughs> at some point several people they have no basic training for the tomorrow war right like i said these people are not military like if you're drafted chris you're going into the tomorrow war and they'll give you this you know machine gun and that's it so did nobody in the stadium stand <laughs> up and say hey why don't y'all just stay here there, the thing that this movie really needs and another reason this movie is just not a three three star but a four star is it's super long like oh, at boy. one point in this movie where it's supposed <laughs> to be the ending there's actually three more endings afterwards oh, like Jesus i was like this really? tomorrow war never ends <laughs> um what was i gonna say no there's no point in this movie where people are like uh are these people from the future telling the truth like it instantly goes from like we're here we got. We're here for the future. We're getting fucked up. Come on, we have to enlist you guys. There's no point where people are like, really, like this doesn't sound <laughs> like like a really good plan. And several, you know, several points during this movie, I, I was like, somebody needs to really like say like step up like Katniss and be like, hey guys, you what know, up? This is not a good idea. You know, I just don't uh, understand why. If let's say they did believe it. Why they didn't say, just stay here. Clearly, things suck in the future, and you made it back here, so hang out. Also, I think the setup is better than what, like, once they actually get to the future, what happens. Mm-hmm. 
like the aliens, which I, I, one of the best parts of the movie is that, that they don't show the aliens until they're in the future and like the actual people that jump into the future see the aliens for the first time. Okay. So there's a lot of setup like, what the fuck are these aliens about? <laughs> uh, and then ha- once you see the aliens, you're like half like, okay, it's not bad. And then half is like, those look like the quiet place or, you know, stranger yeah, things, right. aliens. That's funny. So, and there's several parts where it's, it gets into like, you know, you know, future movie, but present themes, you know, <laughs> present themes. <laughs> like the whole point of the movie is like, you know, don't be a bad dad. Like, sure. you know, uh, live the now type thing. Right, right, right. I don't know. I thought it was, you know, good to watch for one time. But afterwards, I was like, okay, <laughs> enough Chris Pat. <laughs> We're done now. Is anybody like, why do they keep casting Chris Pratt in every action movie in existence? Yeah, I he he was more of a straight it. guy in this. Like I, I like when he's able to like you know riff and you know sure the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a good role for him, you know. But in this movie, he's playing like ex-military. That's also like a really super scientist, right? And right, you're right, just right. Like and the dad, you're just like just find your lane, Chris Pratt. Yeah, seriously though. Um. So yeah, the Tomorrow War. Oh, do I hear kids outside? I do door. too, but I don't know if they're headed uh, this way. Uh, it's 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 all right. It's going to be okay. Uh, and then the last movie that I just watched two nights ago because yes. it was reviewed on How Did This Get Made mm-hmm. is a movie that as soon as I finished watching it, I regretted not watching it with Chrissy. <laughs> and it's a 2018 film starring Keanu Reeves called Replicas. And did I already tell you the setup for this movie? It sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. I'm not going to spoil... I'm not going to spoil this movie outright, guys, other than mm-hmm. say this, what I'm about to tell you, if you haven't seen Replicas from 2018, is it is on HBO Max, and if you like Keanu Reeves, you have to watch it. <laughs> okay. You have to watch it. Imagine uh, like the feel of like a splice, Chrissy. Yeah. Starring Keanu Reeves with some like really crazy like face-off type technology stuff going on. What? I'm not okay. sure. We're I'm not sure to, about this. W- I can hear them yelling outside the door. Should we yell at them? Uh, no. Well, that's the problem this with isn't mics. Like, this isn't like fighting fire with fighter fire. Like if you yell, then they no, yell. Like, shh, like a yell. Shh. Anyway, replicas, guys. <laughs> so the setup for this movie is Keanu Reeves. He's a scientist. Yeah. He's also a family man. He's got three kids. Um, and his science is at the beginning of the movie. He is trying to take a a person's body who has just died mm-hmm. and take their their memory and implant it into a like an AI robot. So this person has just died. Bloop, put this little thing on their head. Bloop. Take that memory. Put it in a robot so that the robot has that dead person's memory. Pretty cool idea. Yeah. Five minutes later, him and his family are going on a vacation. They are driving in the rain, and there's a car accident. Something traumatic happens, and Keanu Reeves, at that point, has to take his scientist expertise and try to save his family. That's the setup for this movie. So it sounds a little John Wick-like. But I was just going to get, like, the bigger picture. Let's zoom out for a second. 
Does Keanu Reeves ever do a movie wherein something extremely traumatic doesn't start the domino effect that is the rest of the movie? Well, I mean, it's it's his jam, Chrissy. Don't <laughs> this is what he does. <laughs> although, although, and this is why this is more like a two star movie. If Keanu Reeves didn't play the main character in this movie, I do not think it would be as good because the character in this movie literally makes some decisions which are inescapably terrible. So much so that you're like, what is going on? What? (laughs) What? That was my main review for this movie. W-H-U-T. What? Um, And that's pretty much the whole movie. All right, then. So... Cool. Uh, but if you like Keanu Reeves and if you like crazy like sci-fi shit like that, it's on HBO Max. I highly recommend you watch. It. Oh my gosh! I'm not saying it's a good movie, <laughs> but it was it was definitely an enjoyable time. So this was another three star, right? No, it's more of a two star. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but Chrissy should watch it now because now I want to see what she, how she would react. And I'm just gonna make the frown lines, my eleven lines that I have not botoxed deeper by giving this face of like, huh? What? Who? Why? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess. Anyway. The kids are talking. I know. I can hear them. That's okay. Have you seen anything lately that you'd like to give a shout out on? Hmm. I feel like I've seen even less of things lately. It's been a whirlwind of a week. What have I seen? Um, I watched Speed for like the 400th time last night. Justin's walked away to go shush our children, but if he were here, he would be rolling his eyes. I, guys, so <laughs> I always end up going to bed after he does. He goes to bed earlier. And then I come in and then I turn off whatever he had on, which in this case was too hot to handle. That's his, that's his schlock. And then I'm like, well, what's on? And then I found it. Speed. Again. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's back. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, stall, stall for 15 seconds. Well, <laughs> speed was just on. <laughs> it was, and it was still great. I, I watch it maybe once a month now because it's in the rotation of what's on uh, cable. Maybe we should just quit, finally quit this podcast, put it to rest, <laughs> and then like several months later, uh, do like a speed, one of those uh, speed minute by minute podcasts where every episode is about one, one minute, minute of a movie. movie. Yep. We could. We could. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I feel like lately I've been listening to more things than I've been watching. Like I've been listening to podcasts and what? What? Why are you giving been me listening that face? To podcasts. What? Any, any like suggestions? What are you listening to? I'm not sure I want to tell you now. <laughs> okay. Uh, that and audiobooks. I, I So I know I don't look it, but I used to love to read. I just don't have the time to sit and actually read chapters upon chapters of a book because I'm always doing something. So I uh, got a subscription to Audible and I've been listening to audiobooks. So one of the ones I think I mentioned before was I was listening to Barack Obama's latest memoir. Uh, I'm probably about two thirds of the way done with it. That's long, but it's really, really good, especially if you're a political junkie. Uh, and the other one that I got into, if you watch The Handmaid's Tale, is The Testaments, with which is like a a sequel that takes place 30 years in the future. So it's not at all about June or what's happening currently in, you know, this season that we're watching of Handmaids, but it does talk about... Is this like like official supplementary material to the show? Yeah, no, it was written by... um, The same author? Yes. I forgot her name all of a sudden. Uh, And 
it's a story told in first person by three different women in the future. But not getting enough dystopian despair. <laughs> but but one <laughs> Try of this. but one of the women in the future is Aunt Lydia. And Anne Dowd lent lended her voice for or lent her voice for the audible uh book. So it is so crazy to hear it's Aunt Lydia like narrating her own part and in her inner monologue about what she thinks about this whole situation and Gilead and anyway, highly recommend it. Uh audiobook The Testaments. And uh as far as podcasts go, I've been listening I mean, I always listen to a lot of crooked media stuff, so I've been listening to Pod Save America, which is my kind of go to. Um and Aaron Gloria Ryan's podcast. What's that one called again? Um on un, something. Unstoppable, unspeakable. I can't it's Aaron. I listen to her, but I can't remember the name of the podcast. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing things and having like headphones on as opposed to sitting and watching stuff. Ooh, slam. Slam to sitting and watching stuff. Slam? <laughs> Slam! Yes, the famous Onyx song. Um, the boys be boys! Oh, you know what just happened in what? movie news? What? In personal movie news, AMC just restarted my A-list account out of the blue. So it's like, oh. TikTok, motherfucker. <laughs> and so Chrissy has seen me like looking at uh, seating maps of movies. He's that oh I'm not God, going so to. So funny. See, like, how many people are in this he, theater? Justin looks at seating maps of showtimes on, um, what's the, gosh, what's the name of the site that we use that we all have on our phone? What? Fandango. He 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 looks at, at seating arrangements on Fandango for shows he has no intention of going to, the same way that I look at houses I have no intention of buying on Redfin. It's each of our escapisms... That's what we do. No, but I have the money. Shut know. up, Justin. It's what we do. <laughs> I was like, I have the money. Uh, actually, I have the A-list account that I can <gasps> go see these movies. I'm just like, that's a lot of, you know. Are you listening, Redfin? A lot do, of do you have an seats. A-list that I can join and therefore afford a house in this market? Do you? It's not fair. Whatever, Chrissy. I thought we were in the trust tree, and I was talking about how you know I I want to get back in a movie theater, but I don't want to go where I'm surrounded by a bunch yeah. of you know, crazy motherfuckers who were there anyway before COVID and acting Truth. like stupid idiots. But didn't you say that you're finding that most of these auditoriums are not at all sold out? What's well, that's what I'm saying. I'm do, I'm doing all the I got like an Excel document with all the research. Like at this <laughs> time, no, I don't do like that, but. I am like trying to figure out because I really want to go see Fast Nine. I haven't seen Fast Nine yet, yeah. guys. Well, it's rough too because ever since um, complete. Pacific Theaters w- went down along uh, with ArcLight, our selection of movie theaters has unfortunately dwindled. The one that we used to go to all the time was uh, Pacific Winnetka, which had been around since I was a kid, and that had incredible screens and everything, but now it's not there anymore. So, yeah, Quentin Tarantino used to buy that one. Yeah, Quentin. He bought the Vista, which, you know, thumbs up to that, but you need to buy something on this side of the hill, brother. Yeah, come on, guys. Bring back the Van Nuys drive-in from, <laughs> from, from yesteryear. once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, the place was grody. Brad Pitt lived near. But but yeah, so anyway, we're limited to AMCs now. That's pretty much all that's here. Oh, and Lomilies, of course. Well, that's the only place my A-list account works, Chrissy. Well, I mean, yes. But they're like know. offering like unlimited popcorn. They're, they're like, you know, it's like Hansel and Gretel, you know? 
I'm like following the candy trail, but you know, I've got my binoculars out too because I don't want to be stuck in the oven. I I kind of just want to say like the witch. F you to the man and go to Lomely. Be like, Lomely, I'll keep you alive. Here is my $6.50 and let me watch some sort of art house movie. I'll probably be the only one there. You want to go see an art house movie? Well, I just feel badly for them. I mean, Pacific's gone, like I said, and so is um, Arclight. So the only major chain is AMC, and then the secondary one is now Lomely, but Lomely only does art house stuff. So how many people are going to art house films in this latter stage of COVID? Probably not many. I'm afraid Lomely's next. True. So I want to support them. Anyway, it's on <laughs> my mind. Sigh. My A-list <laughs> membership. Your A-list membership. On Paul. Wait a second. I have a question. Yeah. By any chance, does AMC have an app like on Roku? Could you theoretically use your A-list stuff uh, to download movies at home? I don't think so. No, their whole deal is they want people in the seats, in the theaters. Well, I get it. But Fandango has a thing, Fandango Now, where you can watch movies at home as opposed to the theater. So I was curious if AMC had a similar gimmick. I don't think for their A-list, their their whole A-list thing is about stuff in the theaters. It's not like mm. you're an A-list. It's not an A-list streamer site. <laughs> You're an A-lister but, at home. But it's like, you know, they keep adding perks and stuff. I wonder how extensive the perks will, will get to get people back in the theaters. Like, free massages. I'll give you a hint, AMC. It, and this you is know? for free. Gratis on the house. Are you ready? Stop making a bag of popcorn $18. Start there. Well, that's where they get their money. I, I, I know that. I'm trying to give them a hint as to how to get us all back into the theater. How, how, Make how food much, how much reasonably should, priced. So how much should the popcorn be? $5, $6. Is that a small No. or a medium? That's at least a medium. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Do you know how cheap popcorn is? And they they pop it in mass. It's not like they're putting microwave bags of pop secret in. And then they're like, well, that one bag cost us $2. Like, of course not. They have bulk popcorn. They put it in the big glass thing and they put some oil in and then say, here you go. That will be $18. I didn't know this. you were this upset about popcorn. I've just been upset about it for a while. It's coming out now. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Take a stand on popcorn, Chrissy. I am. Well, Chrissy... Yeah, I you know I wanted to talk a lot before we got to our our feature presentation because <laughs> I don't know how much Chrissy wants to talk about. I this. knew exactly why. I was like, well, <laughs> at least he did me a solid. Go on. So for for my birthday, we reached a milestone on this podcast. We've finally reached a conclusion, you know, that has spanned almost I think our whole podcast that it's been going on. And I just wanted to, you know, have a like a solid ending to to our journey. So, for my birthday, we finally ended our Elm Street marathon that we've been doing for years. And Chrissy finally watched both Wes Craven's New Nightmare and Freddy versus Jason. All right, I won't get to the the particulars of each movie, like log lines and stuff. 
I'll just let you know that these are the last two Elm Street movies. So Chrissy has now seen every single Elm Street movie. So that's one uh, through, you know, uh, five. Freddy's Dead. She's seen Freddy for Station now. She's even seen the remake that happened. So Chrissy is steeped in Freddy lore. She knows everything. She's seen everything now. <laughs> if you see her on the street, you, you want to talk you know, Freddie. You're gonna Billy on the street me Kruger, about it. Yeah, <laughs> she she's there for you for all your Freddie needs is what I'm saying. I'm just saying she knows things now. Uh, Chrissy, mm-hmm. you famously declared uh, Freddie's dead your favorite mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street on our last right. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, was that a year ago, two years ago, somewhere around there. And then you probably said you were going to quit and said, no more Elm Street movies. This yep. is it. This is my favorite. I don't need any more. <laughs> and then for my, my birthday, I'm like, can we do this? Can we finally do this? Can we watch these two films? And you said yes to your credit. Fast forward to, I don't know which movie it was, but quote, Chrissy said, I feel like I'm being punished. I might have said that. You've now watched both of these films, Chrissy. Before we get which one, what you thought about each film mm-hmm. and which one you like the best, are you finally, are you happy that you are, uh, you finally called up? And I know things now, many valuable things that I hadn't thought before. Guys, he promised that now I know things. If anything, I'll tell you what I know. I know myself. And I, as as a younger woman... A woman of about 20, maybe 21, when you met me, Justin, would have been more inclined to say, yeah, wow, that was that was pretty good. Or that was a lot. Or, yeah, it made me think of this and, you know, ew, and this part. And like, aren't I cool? You like me, right? I'm a cool girl. Yes. Cool girl. Okay, cool. 37-year-old Chrissy with two kids has no time for this bullshit. 37-year-old Chrissy's tired and watches these movies after the kids run me ragged and don't go to sleep until 10 and it's 11 by the time we start and I'm sitting here. It's costing me time and sleep and other things I would like to be doing like aimlessly scrolling Instagram and instead I'm being forced to watch a slasher movie that I have no interest in seeing and it's not even well done and it's not smart and it's not funny and it's not scary in a thriller sort of way. It's just gross for the most part. And I'm just sitting here and I look at Justin and eventually say, I feel like I'm being punished. Why are you doing this to me, Justin? So cool girl Chrissy is gone. She's been replaced by shell of former cool girl Chrissy who is not here for the BS. I'm sorry. So was that a review? which review? <laughs> which review all of them. Just the whole about? thing. The whole thing. All right. What's the first one? We Freddy's said? Dead was your favorite of all time, and it's and everyone thinks Maybe it's the worst because he died, and it was funnier. And I ow, I hit my head. And I thought, well, like, good. <laughs> he he, he, he's he's done now. Thank God. Nope. So which one are we going to talk about first? Freddy versus Jason, or the all other right, one? Well, what was the other one called? <laughs> Help me. Help me. Chrissy's over it. Chrissy's over it. Well, wait, wait. They've all run together for me. 
you're you're acting like the reason like you didn't want to watch this movie like late at night or something is because it's like a, a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. No, that's it's because I'm tired. Any and I'm movie like, ever. Like these people are trying to stay awake in the movie so they don't die, and I'm I trying. Oh, but that's what makes it so cool, Chrissy. You could be a character in one any uh-huh. one of these movies. Yeah, sure. That's what they they actually need to like. Oh, Wes Craven's new nightmare. That age, was the name of the other one. Age up the group. So instead of teens in the next one, it's like. People that have are people with newborns new- trying to stay awake. Chrissy doesn't have a newborn. I'm yeah. shush. <laughs> Not the point. Um. Okay. Okay. So, which one do we want to talk about first? Because I I can compare and contrast. So the first one we watched was Wes Craven's New Nightmare, right. which is the one with uh, the original actress from the first film. She was also in Heather Dream Warriors. Um, Heather Langenkamp. There you go. So that was the first one we watched. Yes. What did you think of that one? So that one was better of the of the two by far. Um, I always enjoy movies that kind of poke at the fourth wall and um, like what's the one uh, infamously that poke at the fourth wall? Yeah, yeah, it was a little poking. Um, come on, help me. What's not like you know where for Arthur Gerard Dupuy? What was the other one? Come on, help me out. What? <laughs> help me. <laughs> My brain is fried, guys. The one with the actor from Man in the Iron Mask. It's not Leo? a horror movie. No. <laughs> no. What? He was one of the Am- other Musketeers. Am- not Am- Musketeers. Am- musketeers. What are you talking about? <laughs> Chrissy, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wes Craven's new. So Wes Craven's new nightmare <laughs> is like the meta Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> that was kind of like the 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 appetizer for Scream. Like he got this, you know, he wrote this one. He was in that called? meta like sense. He's like, I'm gonna write Scream too, you know, so, a couple years later, whatever. Um man iron <laughs> mask cast. Come on. Somebody who's listening to this Where knows this exactly going? what I'm talking about. Where's this going? Um John Malkovich being John Malkovich. Oh being John Malkovich. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what did I I say, wherefore art thou, Gerard Depardieu? <laughs> no, that's an entirely different movie. Is that a movie? No, it should not be a movie. <laughs> wherefore art thou, Gerard He's creepy. Depardieu. He's a creep. Make that movie anyway. Uh, my father, the hero. Remember that movie? Yes. So anyway, my whole point was, I do enjoy poking fun at the fourth wall and like being John Malkovich is a good example of a movie that does that well. You didn't say this- poking fun. You said poking the fourth wall. <laughs> okay, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is one that does that as well arguably not as well as that did but still in a clever way uh as somebody who does not enjoy the nightmare on elm street series overall i enjoyed this far more than those because this was more about a movie inside of a movie and you're wanting to say something what no, i was about to say not the reason why i thought this would be your favorite one um outright Oh, I know why he's thinking it would be. So apparently it was filmed... I was like, don't quit on Freddy's Dead. The next one I think will be your favorite. Yeah, it it was filmed in 1994 in L.A. in the Valley. So you sold me right there. But it uh, took advantage of the fact that we literally had just had the Northridge earthquake. So in the first half, there are all these random aftershocks. And, you know, they're misattributing those to uh, earthquakes when it's really Freddy. But and they an show ev- damage an everywhere. Event that Chrissy reminds me of every single day of my life. Not basically. every day, but often. You weren't there, Justin. You weren't. I know I wasn't there. You don't, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. I was PTSD. like. PTSD. Now I can say, yes, I watched Wes Craven's new nightmare, Chrissy. 
And that's the whole that sets the whole Shaking ball rolling for the plot is that ninety four earthquake, Freddie's back, he's real. Yeah. But they showed also, actual they showed actual damage from the like they drive around and you see and like it's I gotta say, it's really if you lived here, it's really weird to see certain things that I remember clear as day, but to me it's a memory. It's not like a visual image I have. So to see it, I'm like, holy shit, I know exactly where that was. I remember that. Like it's really creepy. I love this, I love this movie now. No, it's just creepy. <laughs> Um, so maybe that, you know, it, it meant to be creepy in a different way, but for me, it was creepy because of that. Anyway, going backwards for a minute. Yeah. So since I don't care really about Freddy and Nightmare on Elm Street as a franchise, this was more interesting to me because to me, it was about an actress who had done a series of movies and was trying to figure out how art was managing to imitate life and, uh, you know, save her son from that. So I wouldn't call it the highest quality of films, but it was interesting and clever in a way that the other movies were not. And it was cool to see the actual actors be themselves like Robert England is a painter. Who knew? So I, I appreciate stuff like that. I could have done without any and all of the horror part. I just enjoyed the aspect of what they were trying to do with the whole art imitating life. Yeah. Sure. She's like, art. go away, Freddie. Less Freddie. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, I don't care about the killing parts, but like, can we go back to like, who is doing this and why and that setup? This movie, this movie plays very differently once you become a parent, big time. Because a really reason why this works and reason why this is one of my favorites of the whole series, like favorites for me. Three, everyone knows infamously. I love Dream Warriors. That's my favorite. Then the original, and then this one. It's kind of like a, the, a trilogy of Heather Leggingham, basically. Okay. But in this movie. It's more about like um, family trauma and like at at several points in this movie, the the people who are not the characters played by Heather Langenkamp are like this bitch is crazy. Like yeah. everything she like is she beat? Is she like beating her son? Is she like a bad mom? Yeah, they're like all oh, this she, stuff. She's letting her son watch the movies, yeah, and that's you why you let he, your he movies watch like you let your movies watch your son. You let your your son watch your movies, you know. And so, as a parent, you know, you're like, oh, like, this this is like the, the bad parent trope. And, like, then you also have Freddy on top of that. I was like, right. damn, this shit holds up, man. Totally. This is great. So, I it's one of my favorites. I think it's great. I would say that, you know, if you have never seen the other movies, this is a good standalone movie, too. Because uh, to me, a lot of these things, and, and I'm sorry, I know this probably bugs you, but they all run together for me. Like when we watched uh, Lord of the Rings in one weekend, I could not tell the movies apart to save my life. It's all one movie to me now. Same with actually um, uh, Harry Potter, which I loved. But to me, those all ran together now and I can't tell the difference between them. So this is, again, the same thing for me. But if you've never seen any Nightmare on Elm Street, it's still a decent standalone movie like most of us at least know who Wes Craven is and you know he has well, a this role is based, this. this one is actually based in the the real world right. this kind of sets it apart from the those others yes so. exactly so you can watch it without being steeped in that whole genre okay yeah so so what would you give this one grade wise C plus you still like Freddy's Dead better no what you like this one better of course wait this is your new favorite one yes Da, da, da. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, that's because you backed into this like, fuck this, torture. No, I said that during Saul, the- Saul I 12 said, starring Chrissy. I said that in the second movie that we were watching. 
Oh. I actually willingly watched that first one with you. Okay. Yeah. But at no point have you been like, you know, this is partly shit, but partly my favorite movie of the series. <laughs> so, guys. So what did you think of Freddy versus Jason? So, guys, if you're at a restaurant and everything on the menu is just shit dressed differently, like eau de merde or manure with a side of relish like how everything many, has a poop shit title. restaurants have you been to <laughs> everything on the menu has a poop title and then you're like all right i guess i'll take the the poo surprise and then you're like you love it you love poo surprise and i'm like nope not really just at the shit restaurant and so i had to pick the least of all the evils how dare you so how dare you? <laughs> Why even go on? Well, let's go on to the other end of the- Do you know I own a, a documentary called <laughs> Never Sleep Again, which is like a seven hours long? Oh my God, you do? Yeah, based on this series. Really sorry to hear that. Because of what you just said, we might have to watch it next. Nope. <laughs> nope. Never sleep again, Chrissy. Nope, Justin. You will never sleep listen, again because of this. I adore you. Happy birthday. This is what you chose to watch for your birthday, and I would do it again because of that love and birthday, but- I'm going to write a new Elm Street movie just so Chrissy can eventually watch it after it is produced. If you make me watch this documentary, I swear (laughs) to God. (laughs) Nope. So what did you think of Freddy versus Jason? Uh, Okay, so we're back at the shit restaurant, right? And the Apparently first, they're all shit, and you just picked well, one of the shits well, and said this what, is my favorite shit. Well, listen, this is what I'm saying. So the Which first I think is one, a shitty opinion to have. The first one was like, all right, this is shit, but hey, it looks like pudding, and I do sort of like pudding, so I'll take it because it's the closest thing to pudding I can get at the shit restaurant. Okay, this next one was C diff on a plate, like. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you get diarrhea and then leave it out for three hours and now cover it in bacteria that you're definitely going to get sick with because it's contagious and then put it on a platter and shove it in front of me? Cool. Why are we doing this again? Yep. That's Freddy versus Jason. You just like talking about poop. You just got a poop <laughs> fetish apparently. You know what it is? I'm really big on Gross. analogies in general. This this is a, this is a joy. Sorry you don't like joys. Not when they're covered in shit. Justin, let's reverse both, this both, for a minute. Both of these movies are on HBO Max. Uh-huh. Reverse it what? I, you often have me give my opinion first, but being that I've been very transparent that I hated it, tell me why I shouldn't hate this movie. Tell me why it's good or what's redeeming about it. Because it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's got a great cast. It's got Monica Kina. In it, it's got uh, Jason Ritter. Okay, in it, two redeeming things. Go on. Um, it's got both Freddie and Jason in it. Mm-hmm. Multiple kills going on. Oh, mm-hmm. Kelly Rowland's in this. How many Kelly Rowland movies do you got going on? <laughs> Not many. Uh, it's on HBO Max, so it you know, it's out there. It's easy to find. <laughs> These uh, are all reasons to like the movie. No, uh, I mean it's it's. It's just a lead up to the end of this movie where you literally have Jason and Freddy like duking it out like it's WrestleMania 
24 that is literally the entire reason they made this movie it's like predator versus what's it called what godzilla chrissy i was there opening weekend for this and my eyes were just like chrissy i know that we literally live the movie 51st states but it's almost like i should have a a board a whiteboard that says movie geek movie geek because every time like, like oh chris brayton chris brayton like texts me she's like texts me the other day he's like dude i i get it when chrissy's like when do you have time to watch movies i'm like well i mean i'll watch 50 minutes here 50 minutes there that's what he does too if you like something uh-huh. you just do it whenever sure okay but you're always incredulous like you like movies so this came out the year before i met you and I, so I had no way of knowing that you went to this on opening weekend. If this is something you would have told me on first date, I don't know. I don't know, Justin. I would have been like, wait a minute. Hold on. You went to opening weekend of yes. Freddy versus Jason? Hell yeah, I was. I'm, <sighs> I'm pretty sure it was at the Arclight Hollywood, RIP. I was there. I had my <laughs> caramel popcorn. <laughs> I, you know, I I paid the premium price. You know, at right. that point, Chrissy, okay. I was I was shopping at the ninety nine cent store. You you knew that. Oh that's, yeah, that's all. I, I bought a lot of tuna, a lot of ramen. But for Freddy versus Jason, I'm I'm buying that premium seat at the ArcLight to see Freddy versus Jason, okay. and I'm loving it. But you still haven't told me what's redeeming about it, other than Monica Kina. It's fun. It's it's amazing. It's it's a fun roller coaster ride of of like two icons of horror, as you call it, of horror battling it out, mano y mano, punching each other, chopping limbs, launching my favorite canisters <laughs> full of some kind of air, uh, driving spikes down, like. It gets crazy. That's what I mean. I guess if you like gore, then cool. If you don't like it at all, then this is like extra bad. See what I'm saying? There. Oh, there you go. It's the gorometer. So you like, because you're talking about all the kills, right? And you're like, this is awesome because you're into the kills. So in the median, if you're not into kills, then it is literally the same in reverse. It's like, it's the worst thing that could happen. And this is terrible. So... I agree, by the way, with this. Uh, I, I just I Googled the movie because I was curious what year it came out. But then a couple of quotes came up, critics quotes. But I was like, yes, the first two. First one says, outside of the title characters, the cast is uninteresting, even interchangeable. They're only there to get killed anyway. It's completely daft. And the one-liners are by now just plain cheesy. There's a good deal of gore to keep the faithful amused, if not completely happy. Yep. Boom. All right, Debbie Downer. It's what a, the truth. What a bummer Tron you are. Oh my God, it's so true. Whoever that person though. is. Uh, is it like fucking Amistad? No. <laughs> oh my God. But it's like if you say, you know, a movie starring Freddy and Jason together, but it's it not, could be much worse. But Justin, it's not fun or funny or interesting. I, I think it's pretty crazy how they, how the pl- how they figure out how to get. Freddy they, back and stuff. Justin, they reverse engineered it. They were like, all right, we need to have a face-off at the end between Jason and Freddy. How do we get there? And they just literally reverse engineered it and backed themselves in a corner and said, look, we have a movie. I mean, what what, what can I say? I'm a fan. Jesus I'm a Christ. fan. All right, so this is my this is my line. So everybody can know. This okay. is my ranking. So it goes, Dream Warriors number one. Number two is original, Nightmare on Elm Street. Number three, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Number four, 
number four, Dream Master. Then it goes Freddy versus Jason. Then it goes number five, Dream Child. Then Freddy's dead. I think those are oh, and then uh, the the original or the the remakes at the very end. That's the worst. What number was this one? Like three. This was five, six, seven. Okay. This is seven. By the way, on Rotten Tomatoes, critics consensus fans of the two horror it's franchises. It's kind of in the middle for me, you're but right. still enjoyable. Fans of the two horror franchises, Justin, will enjoy this show, show, showdown. But for everyone else, it's the same old slice and dice. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like Freddy or Jason, of yes. course. Yes, yeah, thank you. Thank you, you get it now. No, but Chrissy, now her favorite Freddy movie is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Uh, her favorite Jason movie is Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> no, wait, no. Jason, Jason Goes to Hell. Yes. So <laughs> there you go. There's where Chrissy lies. But she, uh, now that you've heard that it's like choosing her you know, from separate piles of shit, there you go. I just love that we're, we're, we, we've... We've done so now that now Chrissy's all in on the canon involved. We can move on to uh, Freddy's Nightmares, the TV show again, the eight hour Never Sleep Again documentary, right? Yep, no. So, are we, are we done with horror movies? Or are you going to bring it back in October now? Because how many months away is that? <laughs> when is that? God, we're getting damn. It's July right now. I mean, we got to do October, of course. Great, <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Wait, Yay. what did you give the first movie again? What C plus. And what did you give Freddy vs. Jason? D minus. So you like Freddy vs. Jason more than Big Trouble in China? Are we seriously talking about Big Trouble in Little China again? That's kind of like the, the Chrissy Where Barometer. Where is Lauren Venezi when I need her? Lauren! <laughs> Chrissy Barometer. It's terrible. Anyway, exciting times. Freddy, I love you. Sorry, Chrissy does not. It's cool. Different strokes for different folks, you know? No? Uh, exciting next week. Hopefully, guys, uh, the next edition of our fantasy movie draft. We're going through the 2010s, doing our uh, 2010s fantasy movie draft Royal Rumble. And the next edition, if I'm correct, is 2013. Tons of fun. Gerald and Ryan are back uh, trying to defend their honors respectfully and move on to the next round. They're going to rock it. Stick around for that. Hopefully next week. That was lots of fun. Otherwise, Chrissy, where can you find us on the social interwebs, intermedia webs? Dude, that goalie was pissed. You can find us at Movie Geek Cast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, check, us out, check us out on Letterboxd as well. I'm trying yeah. to do a watch list. Which has honestly uh, got me to watch more movies, which I need to do. Do you know what I just remembered? One more thing, Justin, yep. before we go. Do you know what I also cringe at with all of these movies? The excessive use of the word bitch. Every other scene, Freddie's calling someone a bitch, bitingly. He said bitch. Yeah. He said as, the B word. Yeah. As if, like, as if there, that is the worst possible thing you can call someone. And it's always a woman. And it's, I can't. I can't. I agree. I know it's a different time now than it was even 10 years ago. And I don't know if that would fly. But like, I'm going to kill you, bitch. And I'm like, I can't. Turn it off. I can't give the <laughs> that sound more of like flesh your, noise. Your, that sounded more like your Candyman impression. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> 
ca- uh, new Candyman coming out in October, Chrissy. Oh, maybe we'll watch that for our October surprise. Yes. <laughs> Peace. Anyway, fun times, Chrissy. Fun times. It was great. Happy birthday, Justin. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Chrissy. I I appreciate it. Yay. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.